The only thing I wanted was one of her statues. That was it. And her mocajete. That was it. Because she kept me in the culture. Yeah. But growing up, you know, on both sides, I never really knew my Mexican culture because I'm third generation. And being third generation and not speaking Spanish, but only understanding it, yeah. really messed with you. Welcome to the Queer Mercado Podcast. This is where you listen to LGBTQ plus vendors, artists, and creators that make up the Queer Mercado community. You will hear their stories, their motivations, and get to experience their magic. I'm your host, Gaudencio Marquez, one of the founding organizers of the Queer Mercado, a network weaver by profession and a crochet artist. Today, we will be talking with Tina Arroyos, founder of Tina Latina. Tina is an artist that works with resin, paper mache, stained glass. She's a sculptor. And whatever she can get her hands on, she can make art with. Yes. Are you all excited? Because I am. <laughs> Welcome, Tina. Thank you so much for joining us today. You know, you have been a part of the queer mercado from the beginning. You have been part of the goddess mercado from the beginning. And now you have your stuff at the goddess boutique, which is where yes. we are at today, right? I was told the first day of the goddess mercado that I was going to be in a boutique and I was like, okay. <laughs> and here you are. And here I am. <laughs> You're such an incredibly talented artist. Introduce yourself to the listeners. Who is Tina Latina? My name is Tina Marie Arroyo. I'm from Orange County, actually. I grew up in Santa Ana, Garden Grove area. I was raised by my grandparents on both sides. Grew up in the barrio, grew up in the white neighborhood. So it's kind of, you learn how to blend in each, each year that I stayed with each grandparent. So um, I was a single mom. I was a teen mom. So tell us a little bit about your work and help us visualize it. Every time I'd go to Uptown Whittier, I would see this store up there and I'd be like, oh, I can make that. But see, the thing is, when you grow up poor, you'd rather make it yourself in the way you want it. So I would make stuff and I, st I started making paper mache corazones. And then I met my madre and I one day we were walking along in Uptown Whittier and we go into the store and she's like, come on, I'm going to have that lady carry your stuff. So I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I didn't think she was going to pull it out, but she started talking to the owner of Casita del Pueblo, which is Yolanda. And she talked her into it. And she's like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll bring your stuff in. We'll take a look at it. She started carrying my stuff. So for maybe about 15 years, I would just sell my stuff there. And that's mm. it. Because I'm really like an introvert and, you know, into my own little circle. And during COVID, I had the time to stay home. And I, I was like, everything that I had been experimenting with for years I finally put them all together because I had mastered like each little thing, the paper mache. I was like, okay, I got that down. Then the resin, you know, I, I, I was experimenting with that for the longest time because it was something new for me. It, it's a trip how different fluids and colors float differently or sink differently in the viscosity of these, of this material. Some just spread, some just sink. And it was like, I had, I took notes of all the colors and how to, how to work with them later. That it's, it's really cool to see sort of your, your work in the mercado space, right? Like, yeah. so whenever I go to your space, I always find something that I connect with. Like, there's this cultural sort of connection that, that I find myself, like, from your corazones. I bought this, this, <laughs> this blinged out cactus, right? <laughs> and I just love wearing it because it's, it's blinged out because, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a little exciting. It's a little extra. But I also, it's connecting me culturally, right? right? And so I love seeing your work in that way. And, um, and then these beautiful big red lips that I always see. <laughs> Tell me about those. Okay, so first of all, the corazons. There's two different corazons that you, okay. you notice. I make an yeah. anatomical heart. Okay, I have seen that And then I one. make this, the sacred hearts. Mm. I was raised by both of my grandmothers. Okay. One who was a nurse. 
Okay. And that's where the anatomical hearts come from because I would sit there and study her books because we didn't have the internet. Okay. We had encyclopedias. Yeah. So I would study the, the anatomy of it. And then my other grandmother was really religious. Yes. Super religious, had all these santos everywhere, all over the room. And, and I would just look at them. I was like, why are you praying to those statues? You know, it yeah. was kind of because it was like a Catholic family that never went to church. I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I never got it. So anyways, but when she passed, the only thing I wanted was one of her statues. That was it. And her mocajete. That was it. Because she kept me in the culture. Yeah. But growing up, you know, on both sides, I never really knew my Mexican culture because I'm third generation. And being third generation and not speaking Spanish, but only understanding it, yeah. it really messed with you. <laughs> it really does because you really don't fit anywhere. When I turned 18, you know, I, I moved out, you know, and I came out here to L.A. And that's when I started looking for my culture. It was a journey. And I'm still trying to figure it out. And you know what? I'm finally come to terms with myself that mm. I'm okay with who I am. And that's mm. it. The lips. That's me. It's, you heard Diosa Glam. We talked about we're going to launch a, she's going to launch a lip color called Puta Red. Oh. Okay. Okay. So back in the 90s when we'd go to circus, everybody'd be like, oh shit, it's time to put that Puta Red lipstick on and my come fuck me pumps. You know? It was like, <laughs> so that's where Puta came from, you know, the Puta Red lips. So yeah. we all wore red lipstick back in the 90s. Yeah. And it was a specific shade. It was at L'Oreal. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and you're wearing beautiful red lipstick now. Actually, I'm wearing the Diosa Glam Chicana. Oh, the Chicana. I was, Chicana like, red. I was trying to take that color, but one of the other goddesses claimed the name. Okay. I was like, no, that's puta red. <laughs> <laughs> Looks beautiful on you, by Thank the way. You. And, and you also mentioned circus. So... <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Girl, for real. <laughs> That was always a mission. Coming from Santa Ana, going to circus every Friday was always a mission. Tina, this is the best. I love it. Getting to know you in this way is really, really cool. Um, so Yeah, I'm a one-on-one person. I'm not a crowd person yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely. I, I feel that for sure. I love this these one-on-one conversations as well. You know, um, on, a, on a slightly more serious note, right? Like when um, one of the things that I, in, in, in our conversations that we've connected around is that your art was born on, out of a lot of pain. Oh, right? yes. And, and, and your art has become sort of a way of healing to some extent. Tell yes. us a little bit about sort of that process for you. Like I said, growing up was rough. And then my 20s were, was when I decided it, okay, I need to get my shit together. I need to get clean. I need to, you know, stop those partying days. Um, even though they were fun, but, you know, yeah. I have a son. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant when I was 16, mm-hmm. had him when I was 17, mm-hmm. and pretty much raised him on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Just not being able to be a young adult in my 20s and all that stuff. And around my 30s, I decided I needed to heal myself because there was no way I was going to carry this shit onto my son. Mm. There was no Mm. way I was going to pass it down to him. Mm. So I know I kept him very sheltered. That boy is not street smart at Mm. all. And I'm kind of thankful for that, Mm -hmm. that he doesn't have to be. And he's allowed to express his feelings. And, you know, and a lot of people think I coddled him and my family too much. But you know what? I didn't. He's a great guy. Yeah. In my 30s, like I said, I decided it was time for me to heal. Heal my, my wounds, heal, heal like all the, at the time it was hatred mm. that I had for a lot of my family members. And once I, I started realizing that carrying all that shit and that baggage mm. with you is, it's, it's not fun. And then one day while I was talking to my therapist, she was like, well, when was the best time you, you felt okay? You felt peaceful. And I was like, um, like dioramas with my son, you know, and he was like young. He had to do those little missions and yeah. stuff for California missions. 
And one day we did one and he got a D on it. I I was offended. <laughs> You're like, wait I was a minute. Like, wait a minute. You got a D. What? <laughs> so I, I the next day I went straight to the school. <laughs> I went to the school and I was like, why did you give him a D? I go, that is amazing. And then she was like, it's a kit. I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. Do you want me to show you all the scrap cardboard I have in my garbage? Uh-huh. I was like, that is not a kit. I spun I <laughs> the walls, <laughs> everything on that thing. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it was fun and I loved it. And I was like, oh shit, I can do that. So then that's where I knew I could work with paper, yeah. paper mache. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's when you, you know, you connected it back to with your therapist, right? Yeah. Like that, that was a really important moment for yeah. you. Exactly. That I was there and I was present with my son yeah. doing that. And so I went home and I was like, Hey, guess what? My therapist said I can do art. <laughs> so I cleared the kitchen out and I made myself a little art studio in this little tiny studio that we were living in. <laughs> so that's what I did. And from there I continued and I just kept making space for myself yeah. and, and demanding space for myself mm. to create. That's what happened. There was a time too when I moved out of state and I took all my art supplies with me. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to live in New Mexico and I'm going to do all this art because nobody's going to be around me to bug me. Didn't do shit for two years. didn't do anything but then that's when i came back to la like it's already been five years so i came back and i went to go visit uh yolanda at casita and i told her i make other things besides corazones you know Mm -hmm. and she goes really bring them in she goes let me see what you got so that's when the lips came through and diana diaz had happened to be there dropping off her purses because she Uh she also vends there and she bought a couple of my lips. And then she started stalking me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, okay, you know, she's like, you're going to come vend with me. And I was just like, oh, shit, who's this lady? So I had to call Yoli. And I was like, Yoli, who's this Who girl? Is this? Who's this chick? <laughs> <laughs> she had to give me the thumbs up before I even decided to proceed to come, you know, and be a part of this whole thing. That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. I really appreciate sort of that that connection. First of all, I appreciate sort of the vulnerability, right, in yeah. this space. Because I think that what you're describing is like this process of demanding space, demanding mm-hmm. sort of your your own healing opportunity, right? Yes. And And you did that through art. And I also find it really fascinating that when it comes down to this healing process that we're each in this healing journey that we're yeah. each kind of in, right? That it's also about, not just about us, but it's about the future generations. And you talked mm-hmm. about how you did this for your son. Yes. And how you're so much like, it's okay. It's okay that he didn't have to deal with. Yes, it's it okay is. that he didn't have to, he has to be street smart. Right? I was I was like, I'm determined to break this damn cycle. Right. It's gone on for too many generations. And I That's was right. just like, nope. And I, I knew at that time, you know, being, uh, it was actually right after I turned 18 mm. is when I decided I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I need to switch crowds. Yeah. I need to switch. Like mostly everybody, everybody in my crowd is either in dead or dead or mm. in jail. So I had, I had to make a decision Yeah, and I was like, I'm not going to repeat yeah. what was done to me. So, and you're here, I'm you're here. thriving. I'm clear. <laughs> <laughs> not going anywhere. It was funny. Cause I had my son at 17 and then at 18, I came out and the family was like, what the hell? Hey, wait a minute. You just had a baby. Now you're gay. <laughs> hey, we each have our own journeys. I was like, I was always gay. <laughs> Does it mean I can have kids? Uh, <laughs> um, you know what? You know, we talked a little bit about how um, 
all these themes, religion and sex and mm-hmm. guilt, all kind of surface in your work. And I appreciate hearing sort of this connection to your familia and religion. And how does how do these other themes surface in your work? That all comes from but like I said, my circus days, you know, mm. it's like you're out there and it's like when you're when you're young and you're fine, you can go out there and have anybody. Ooh. And I used to walk through my cousin and I were both gay. We came out at the same time. So <laughs> we would be like in the club. It's like you, 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 uh, you later. And then I would tell my cousin, hey, pasamela, when you're done. Pasamela. <laughs> <laughs> So that was oh like a God. game we would play every weekend, every every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went out every night except Wednesday. But it was like, yeah, when you're done, possibly. And that surfaces in your work. And, it, yeah. and it's, it's really, you know, artistic expression in is such a beautiful like fascinating like space and and we mm-hmm. see it in your in your vending space and your artwork here at the boutique. What is how do you like when people come in and react to your work, right? How do you feel? How does that feel? It, it's weird. It's a trip because I'll I'll sit there and I I also do my 3D pen art while I'm work while I'm watching people. Uh-huh. And I'll see somebody and they'll stop and they'll stare at it. They'll stare at a piece and then they keep walking. Then they come back and they're standing there staring at it. I'm like, are you going to buy it? <laughs> Is that really what you ask? Yeah. <laughs> and then they'll, they'll, like, they'll start laughing and then we'll start a conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird because I had never vended before, before um, getting involved with Diana. Uh-huh. Um, it's just taken off and everybody yeah. was really surprised. They're like, this is your first time vending? I'm like, yeah. So it was just like, you know, I felt comfortable enough with these girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People respond really nicely to your work, too. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's impressive. I mean, when you see Thank it. You. Is it hard for you to let go of your work? Absolutely. Sometimes I like hug it and I'm like, oh. I'm like please take care of it. You know, and, and it's, it's amazing because I have collectors now. Mm. I have people that, you know, like come specifically to see when I'm going to post. When I post something, they'll message me. Please hold that for me. No. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh. That, that, how does that feel? It's a trip because I never thought that that would happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you like that? <laughs> of course. And now you have people who collect your work. Yes. Dang. I know. It's Talk a, about accomplishments. And they're actual, like, established already Chicano art collectors. Mm. So now they're collecting my stuff. And I've seen, oh. they'll send me screenshots from when they've hung my piece next to somebody like Gronk mm. or, or Patsy Valdez. You know, like, these, wow. these people are up there and I'm like, oh, shit. But see, the thing is, I never knew who these people were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew who these other artists were. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I've been invited to, like, um, to be part of fundraisers for the Latino Resource Organization. Okay. I'm going to do something in September for Ultimate. And it's, it's amazing. It's, oh. it's, it's an honor. Queer Latina yeah. thriving. Yes. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Before growing up, I was checked off all the bad statistics. Mm. All those, and now I'm checking off the good ones on That's this right. site. That's so right. I'm just like, That's okay. Right. Oh, I live for these moments <laughs> when we're able to see each other in these spaces and thriving and enjoying yeah. and finding joy, right, yeah. in life. Um, you know, I'm going to take it a little bit back. You know, this is a question that I that I tend to ask all of my guests, right, in the mm-hmm. Queer Mercado podcast. And so whenever we reflect on our upbringings and our younger selves, I always hope that we can look back and see that we are making our younger selves proud of who we are or who we are becoming. What is one thing that your younger self is jumping for joy and saying, you know what, Tina, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of what you are doing. I trip out on the shit that I do, that I've done. I never thought I would make it past 2021. Mm. Mm. I, I really didn't. 
mm-hmm. at the pace that I was going, there was no way I was going to make it. Mm. And I'm here. Mm. I'm here. And I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I no longer hesitate on doing things. If I'm in the moment, I'm going to do it. doing it. I'm doing it because I've, it's always been that fear, mm. you know, growing up. And being a, you know, you, you walk into a room when you've grown up in, in craziness, yeah. you know how to read a room yeah. and you don't want to be in that room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I would say definitely that my younger self is very, very happy mm. that you're here that and I'm that you're here. thriving. Yes. Oh. I always take a deep breath after that question because it's such a powerful reflection, mm-hmm. right? In, in who we wanted to be or who our younger selves needed. Right. And we are that and we yes. are becoming that. And yes. yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, I, I have on here uh, power, like hashtag powerful, hashtag healing. Like yeah, absolutely. this is what I'm hearing. Um, as we continue to build as a community, part of what we hope to continue doing is to help each other, right? Based on what we're learning and some of the information that we've been able to gather. Because sometimes we don't have access to the information, right? Like, right. In, you know, whether, you know, as mujeres, as Latinos, as queer community, we sometimes don't have access to certain things in helping us launch our businesses and our ideas. What is something that you would share to somebody that is on this on a similar journey, an artist or somebody that is on a similar journey as you are, what would you share that that you've learned? I've shared with with new artists or people that I've met that want to vend or try to vend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, just sign up, and if you're going to do it, let me know so I can have you next to me. Mm. Have your booth next to me, so then that way I can guide you along. You know, help you set up and give you pointers and yeah. and all those types of things. I've done that with a few vendors actually that we have now at the Queer Mercado and the Goddess Mercado. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I would just say, try it. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, either you're going to lose out on 65 bucks or whatever, you, you know, or you're not. Yeah. Or you're going to sell <laughs> you a, a sell? lot. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. So yeah. for folks listening, if you're an artist or somebody that has an idea, yes, reach out, reach yes. out. And Tina can have you right next to her. Yes. I'll show you. I'll show you what's up. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, you're going to buy it or what? <laughs> Yeah, I sold some good pieces with that conversation. <laughs> it's a good strategy, yeah. right? So just do it. It's important to just kind of jump into things and doing things, yes. especially, you know. And, Don't and, be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Take yeah. a chance. Shit. Show up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've done. And I just keep showing up. And I told my wife this. I go, you know, I've always said that I was going to do it. That I just need to stop talking shit and just go and do it. Mm. Yeah, that came to me one time when I was. And um, <laughs> bring some artwork, and I was like, I should just do this. Yeah, yeah. What was one of your fears in doing it, or was it was there a fear, or what? What was it that was holding you back? Oh, now we're gonna go into that. Okay, pain, mm. pain, physical pain. Mm. I just recently got diagnosed like a year ago with celiac, so I had no idea for the past maybe fifteen years I had been in like tremendous pain. You know, with fibromyalgia and um, and I that's what I was first diagnosed with. And then finding out that I, I had celiac, I had no idea. And immediately, once I stopped eating gluten, the day I found out is the day I stopped. It's already been a year and maybe two months already. I feel amazing. I can set up a booth now. Before, I couldn't even do that by mm. myself. The stuff that I'm doing, no way in hell. No way. Yeah. No way. So it's, it's healing mentally and physically is wow. what I've been going through. 
oh. in the past year. And it's, it's been amazing because a lot of my, my friends from like the past, they're like, what the hell? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. They don't, they're, they like, they come to the Mercado and they're like, you're talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not just scowling at them when they walk by. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're such a powerful individual, Tina. It, it is incredible to hear your story and hear your motivation behind your work. And, but also that you've been through a lot. I've been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, I've been through a lot. So I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your work. I, you. it, it's powerful. It's cathartic. And, um, you know, and unfortunately, we have to start winding down. I wish yes. that we can continue this conversation because I think we can. Maybe we can do it over coffee. I know, or, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any last thoughts or words of wisdom or any projects that are coming up that you want to share with listeners? Um, like I mentioned, I have um, a few projects coming up. I'm going to be doing a donating actually to a fundraiser for the Latino resource organization. I'm also going to be at the Latina independent film festival. Um, so yeah, I have, I have things lined up. I just get called the Diana signs me up for stuff and I'm like, okay, I'm there. I'm almost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm supposed to be there. Okay. Let's go. I love it. Do you have a website that people can find you? If you're going to find me, you're going to find me on Instagram. on Instagram. Send me a message. Tina, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here thank with us for and for <laughs> chatting and for, you know, just having an honest conversation about yes. arte, about who you are. And make sure that you all catch Tina Latina at the Queer Mercado, at the Goddess Mercado, at the Goddess Mercado Boutique. Her Instagram page is at underscore Tina Latina underscore. So, muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget that you can find us the third Saturday of each month from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Hilda Solis Learning Academy in East Los Angeles. This podcast has been made possible by the incredible leadership of our producer, Xavier Mejia, our sponsors, Kaiser Permanente, Reach LA, and a list of community backers, which you can find in the show notes. Please follow us on social media at The Queer Mercado. And for more information on this episode, please email us at thequeermercado at gmail.com. Gracias y hasta luego. 